Hi there, welcome to the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, the Fearless Lady, Charlene Light. When I turned 40, I decided to create a really fun challenge for myself by stepping into my fears 40 different ways. I tackled fears around aging, going after my dreams, and even finding true love. This podcast is about that journey and how it transformed my life and how you can start looking at your fear as an invitation to step into your worth, invite more freedom, joy, and fun back into your life. Life can be an adventure. Live the life of your dreams. Well, hello. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of The Fearless Lady. Um, this first episode is just the origin of how I came up with the idea to even begin The Fearless Journey. Right before I turned 40, I remember this very vividly. I was sitting in a cafe in New York City. I um, had been living in New York for about uh, almost 10 years at that point. I had moved from Los Angeles, where I was born and raised, to New York following my passion of becoming a successful singer-songwriter. So at that point, I had been teaching yoga. So I went from pursuing music full-time when that didn't work out the way that I wanted. I went back to a full-time office job and I really hated that. So I decided to follow another passion, which is yoga. I went through teacher training and then I became a yoga teacher. And I'm saying this really quickly and I'll go into detail as I, um, as the weeks progress and I talk more about this journey, but just to speed up to the moment that I made the decision to do this fearless journey, I was sitting in a cafe and I was like, I really want to go to Paris for my 40th birthday. I had never been to Paris. Um, actually, that's not true. I went to Paris when I was in college. I had lived abroad in London. So I went briefly for a weekend. But I had this idea of spending my 40th birthday in Paris, right? I mean, the most beautiful city. So I'm sitting there. And I was like, am I going to do this? Am I going to charge this plane ticket to Paris? Am I just going to fucking do this, right? We have these moments in our life where we're so afraid to bet on ourselves, right? Like I knew that if I took this vacation, if I decided and I declared like, okay, I'm going to make Paris, you know, I'm going to celebrate my birthday in Paris. I knew that making that decision was going to be a big deal. I just knew that I would see the world differently if I took this trip for myself. And in that moment, I realized, wow, in the 10 years that I lived in New York, I had never taken a vacation for myself. I had spent all of my money or most of my money on plane tickets to go back home to visit family. I just didn't, I didn't think I, it's not that I didn't deserve a vacation. I just was like, well, I can't afford one. So I'm going to just save up the money and, you know, buy my plane tickets home. Or I just at that point was really, you know, teaching enough classes to just live paycheck to paycheck, right? I didn't have a lot of um, additional funds to quote unquote, take a vacation. So it was a big deal in, do I deserve this, this vacation? And not only that, but like, I'm going to be 40. Like, what am I waiting for? Right? So I made the decision. I'm going to charge this plane ticket. I'm going to figure it out. It's just, I trusted, okay, the universe is going to help me pay this down, you know, pay my credit card. So I decided to go ahead, buy the ticket. And then after I bought the ticket, I started to cry. It was that moving to me that I deserve this vacation. You know, at that point I was single and there was a lot of stigma around, you know, turning 40 and, you know, not being married, not having kids and all of these things. And even though those are the things that I still want, not having them and then saying, okay, even, 
even though I don't have those things, I'm going to give myself this romantic, um, you know, vacation for my 40th birthday. And then I had this other moment, like this whisper almost tell me like, there's even more. And I thought, what, what does that mean? There's even more, you know? And I, and I realized there's even more that's holding you back. And so I thought, hmm, how can I celebrate 40 differently, right? Not just taking this trip, but how, how can I show up differently? And that's when I had this idea, like, what else is holding me back? What if I decided to do, you know, a bunch of fearless acts, like step into my fear every day, make different choices, you know, make bold choices, bet on myself every single day, show up in the world differently. What will that do? Not only to how I will feel, but like, how will that change the trajectory of my life? And so that is when I had the moment of, Oh, I'm going to make 40 the year that I step into fear every single day. Like I don't want anything to hold me back. I want every single pure intention to act on it. Any of those doubts in my mind or fear allowing or believing that story in my head that I can't do this or I can't have that, you know. No, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say 40, I'm going to show up in a new way. And that that declaration was so empowering and I got really excited. Okay, now 40 is not only going to be the year that I actually go to Paris, but it's going to be the year that I really step up my life, that I I knew it was going to change my life. At that point, because I was teaching yoga, I literally would walk around New York City in yoga clothes every single day. And I know that's nothing unusual, but I was like, you know... I want to dress up. Like, not only am I going to go to Paris, but I need to buy dresses. I want to wear dresses every day. Like, I just wanted to really own my femininity in a way that I had never done before. I was, again, like walking around like I was still a college student, you know? Like, I was um, living in Astoria, Queens at the time. I had two roommates. I was living in an apartment that when I first moved to New York, 10 years prior, I had moved into this particular apartment. So a little backstory there was I, when I first moved to New York, like I said, I was really bold at 30, another milestone um, birthday. And I was like, I'm going to quit my full-time office job in LA. I'm just going to go for my dreams. I'm going to move to New York City, the greatest city in the world, you know, and I'm just going to be an artist and see what happens, right? Because I knew in my heart, I had never given it my all. I had never given music my all. I was working full time at a corporate job at the time. I was working for ABC Family Channel, um, Disney, and I had been there for five years. And so I had this very cushy, you know, flexible job where I wasn't really doing anything that was very challenging. And it served me for a very long time in that it paid my bills and I was able to go home and work on my music and do shows and record and all those things. But I got to a place where I just wasn't being challenged and it felt like I was playing it safe, right? So I got this call of like, what if I just changed it up, you know, and moved to New York and gave it my all. And again, I was thinking, I'm not married. I don't have a family. I can do this. Let me do this now. And even at 30, I thought that was old. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and I had gotten that response from a few family members. Like, don't you think 30 is a little old to be doing that? I'm like, what? What? No, no, no. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter how old you are, right? It's like you just decide. Like, it's about you deciding this is the year. This is my time. Whatever inspires you, like you, it doesn't matter. Like all those societal pressures of like your age, it just gets in the way of like truly living the life that you're meant to live. So thankfully I followed that inspiration and I moved to New York. And that also was such a huge, profound, like 
New York was and is still the place that I feel that I grew up the most because it was, you know, a time when I created everything on my own in New York. There was a sense of being an adult for the first time. Not that I wasn't in my 20s, but I just think I was following I was following my own path, not what my parents told me to do or not what I was feeling pressure to do. You know, I always was playing it safe and I always had a really um, a job, like a really good job. And I was like, you know what, what is it going to feel like to just show up as an artist? And after a few years of just pursuing music and getting that hit of like, oh my God, it's like, I can't do this anymore. I just, it wasn't working out in the way that I thought. And um, in the not getting that, I, what I wanted, which was the ultimate record deal and the big success and becoming like the next, you know, Beyonce or Mariah Carey or something, um, it broke my heart open. I had this tremendous awakening, spiritual awakening, thankfully, which was, you know, what else am I being prepared for? You know, maybe my purpose is something different and I'm willing to listen and explore and surrender to what that is. I read a ton of self-help and ton of self-development. Started with Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and I was going to therapy and I was doing workshops. Like I was just, you know, immersed. Like I want to know everything that there is to know about how to change my inner dialogue so that it can change my life, you know, because I started to really believe and trust in this higher power that I had never tapped into. I think as a child, I believed in God, even though um, I'm not a religious person and I wasn't raised to be. I'm Jewish, but I would go to temple, but I, I definitely felt a deep connection to a higher power as a child. And then somehow it all kind of went away, maybe towards, you know, when I was in junior high, high school and so on. But in that year or two of my life where I was in New York and I was just not, it felt like everything that I was doing was just so hard. Like I was, I was like trekking uphill to like let, you know, to move anything forward in terms of my music career. Um, like everything had to crash down for me to kind of wake up to this idea that maybe I'm being prepared for something. And uh, actually, it was my therapist that told me that. And I just, I really held on to those words because it really helped me. It kind of helped me understand that there's a higher power and maybe whatever I'm dealing with right now is actually preparing me for something even bigger that I can't even see yet, right? My purpose was somehow not what I thought it was. It wasn't wrapped around just the music career, but it was something else. So I'm, you know, reading all of these books and I'm changing my thoughts and changing my life and doing gratitude lists and yada, yada, yada. And I will go into more depth, you know, as these um, podcast episodes, as I do more of them. And what's interesting is that, um, you know, as I was getting very spiritual, I decided to, okay, well, what else do I love? And I became this yoga teacher. I went through teacher training, but still not understanding or knowing if I could make it a career. And I started to trust more in the co-creation or the universe co-creating with me. You know, if I show up, then the universe will show up with me, right? So taking those steps, taking those steps without knowing where it was going to lead, you know, having this deep sense of faith that I'm co-creating my, my life, that um, life isn't just happening to me, that I'm not just a victim, but I'm actually, it's happening for me, right? There are reasons and everything's teaching me something and I'm, I'm learning these lessons and all these patterns that are existing in my life, like really starting to get curious about them. And so I'm doing all this deep work. So I get to 
this place of turning 40 and it gave me like a superpower. I felt this surge of inspiration to like go out into the world and be different. And it started with, you know, asking myself, you know, what is it that I want? Well, I knew I wanted to have more fun (laughs) and I knew that I wanted to have more adventure. I wanted to invite all of that in. And I also knew that I wanted real tangible things. Like I wanted a relationship. I wanted a love partner relationship. I also wanted to move out of that apartment that I was in for the second time. I also wanted to make more money, not just make more money, but make more, like have a deeper impact, you know, in the community and, I wanted, I wanted to just enjoy myself a lot more, you know, not just get by. And so at that point, I was like, I'm living in New York City. There's so much going on. Am I really taking advantage of everything? No, of course not. Because how could we, I mean, there's so much available to us that we just can't see, right? Until you turn that light switch on and you decide, okay, I'm going to really see life differently. So I decide, so I go to New York. I'm sorry, I go to Paris. And the first day that I arrived, like, was magical. It was, like, sunny and beautiful. And I get to my Airbnb, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I had brought my guitar because my intention was I'm going to sing in Paris in some way. I just didn't know what it was going to be. So I even remember when I was in Paris thinking, you know, I don't know if I'll do the fearless acts thing. Maybe it's just enough that I show up in Paris. Like I'm talking myself out of it (laughs) as I'm in Paris because I I just was nervous because I also vowed that I would share everything on social media. And so I I just didn't know if I wanted to put that pressure on myself. But of course, that's just who I am. I will do it. (laughs) I say what I'm going to do. You know, I do what I'm going to say. So one of the first um, fearless acts that I did, I started very small, which was I'm just going to try a different kind of food. So I tried escargot and it was very sweet and cute and I posted it on social media. And then the second thing I did was I went to a yoga class strictly in French, loved it because even though I don't understand French, I understand yoga. And there was something about when you don't quite understand what, what the teacher is saying, but you there's an energy um, exchange. I was able to get lost in the actual flow of the class and just trust, you know, my body and just the rhythm that she was building. And so it was really freeing, actually. And so I felt very like, wow, that's a whole new experience. You know, like I can go anywhere in the world and get on a yoga mat and feel at home, you know, which was really amazing. One of the most profound um, fearless acts that I did in Paris, which actually was the precipice of what ended up being the entire journey for me was so, okay, so I spent a week in Paris and on the last night I walked in and I was like, oh, my guitar is just sitting there. I didn't pick it up at all, right? And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, that's okay. You know, I'm leaving tomorrow morning anyway. You know, I can just, you know, write it off as I'll come back and do it again. Or it's not a big deal. Like sometimes you, you, you know, have an intention, you want to do something and it doesn't always happen and it's okay, right? I'm telling myself all these things in my head. And then I'm like, you know what? This challenge is about not doing that. It's about honoring what you want, right? So what did I want? I wanted to play in Paris. So what am I doing? I'm going to get off my ass. I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to find a place to fucking play. (laughs) So that's what I did. I literally walked outside and on the corner of where I was staying was this bar and they had live music playing. So I barge right in and I was on a mission. I'm like, I go to the bartender who was just like, bonjour. And I'm like, I want to play a song here. And there was already these two guys playing. So I like interrupt them and everybody in the bar was like, oh, 
you know, like, and they just made it happen. I sit down, the guy that I was playing with, he didn't even speak that much, you know, didn't speak English that well, but I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm just going to play this thing. I introduced myself telling everybody I'm turning, I'm 40 and this is a part of my 40 feeler sax to get to sing in Paris. And, you know, I could hear the murmurs of the, you know, some people understood what I was saying and they were just like, oh, she's 40. Cause I mean, I think most of the people there were in their 20s. So it's really funny. And then I start singing and the guy, you know, is playing, you know, lead guitar and I'm playing rhythm on my song and the other guy is videoing it um, for my camera. And I just, I remember that feeling of feeling so high because I did the thing that I said I wanted to do. And there's something so powerful about honoring your promise to yourself, right? Not letting it go. Like I had a choice in that moment where I could have just said, eh, next time or eh, chalk it up for another time. But that's not what this challenge was about. It was about showing up differently. That became the the theme for my entire journey after that, which was to make different choices, to honor what I truly wanted to do, right? Like what would that feel like if I kept doing that over and over and over again? And it was amazing. Like I can't even describe, you know, we, we cop out and let ourselves down all the time. We do it so much that it becomes almost second nature. Like, oh, I really want to go up to this you know, person and tell them what a great, you know, podcast show that they had, or I want to, you know, introduce myself to this person, but you talk yourself out of it time and time and time again. I don't want to be a bother. What are they going to think? Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, what am I going to have to say? Who am I? You know, on and on and on and on. The list goes on in terms of like how we talk ourselves out of doing the shit that we really want to do. So I really felt that that moment was so crucial because when I left, I mean, I, I swear to you, I was like, I felt like a superhero. <laughs> I really did. I was like, like, I just felt so powerful. I felt so inspired. I felt like, I mean, I walked out and I was like, I swear I was like in a musical. I was like ready for, you know, everybody around me to be dancing and singing with me. I mean, I just felt so lifted. Like I really cracked open the deepest part of my soul and I was like finally letting it be like be free and I'm like what is this going to feel like to do this like every day and I got a taste just a small taste of like what it's like to live with integrity and to be somebody that actually follows through with the thing that you really want and that is so powerful because that, once you have a taste of that, there's no going back. There just isn't. It just elevates you in a way. It's like, I felt like a part of me was like cracked open and it was almost like I had missed that part. I mean, I definitely missed that part because, you know, like I've, I've definitely been fearless in my life. Like I said, I left LA at 30. I quit a very, you know, lucrative job to pursue music. And I was living, you know, very comfortably in LA. I had my own apartment. I had a car. I had no debt. I had all of these, the things, the trappings that society told me would make me happy, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because I wasn't honoring who I truly was, you know? So Thankfully, I left all that behind. I moved to New York City and I'm just going to be an artist. And I got, you know, these part-time jobs. And also I was following a path that 
again, society was telling me I should, which is like, you know, every behind the music special told me to, you know, be a bartender. So I became a bartender, even though I don't drink, you know, <laughs> just like the first clue of like, am I really going to like this? Uh, hello, you know, but I did it anyway, because I think I was just experimenting with like all these cliches, like every single, you know, behind the music special or E! True Hollywood Story was telling me you got to work all these shitty jobs and then, you know, be the artist, you know, it was all about struggle and like, you know, how dare I, you know, actually enjoy my life and, you know, create music. You know, I think society was glamorizing being a starving artist or, or romanticizing it. There was something romantic about being the starving artist that I really wanted to try. And I think that, you know, I wanted to have a story of struggle. I wanted to be like, you know, when you when I did win those big awards, I wanted to be like, I remember all those years of heartbreak and I was on the floor begging God to help me. And because literally every every like packaged story on those reality TV shows, those competition shows, like they're so dramatic. They're so dramatic. It's like, you know, the guy fell out of the window. He broke his arms and legs, but listen to his voice. It's amazing. I mean, it's not that dramatic, but like there's always some horrible stories, which I'm just realizing now and having this epiphany of like, I just, it's so, I mean, it, it's unbelievable to me that I thought I wasn't worthy enough because I didn't have a tragic story. I mean, is that pathetic? It sounds kind of pathetic. And isn't it interesting? Like, I just didn't think I was worthy enough that my story, who I truly am, was good enough. And the truth is, I don't drink. I've never done drugs. And I think maybe part of me thought, oh, well, I'm not interesting enough. Um, so I better go out and get you know, do all those cliches to get myself interesting. And of course, now I know that we all are enough. Our stories are enough. Just being ourselves makes us interesting and unique and special. And so, and that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast and sharing my journey, because I do think that it's not conventional. And I think by sharing it, you know, maybe it will inspire others to be themselves and walk their own authentic path because we all have a very unique journey. And I think it's really important that we stay the course and live our fullest potential, not somebody else's. So I'm going to leave this on that high because as I start um, talking more and more about my journey, I want to share more of the fearless acts and how they shaped not only um the trajectory of my life, like, like I talked about, but how it shaped, you know, each act kind of informed another breakthrough and then informed the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I think the biggest question I always would get was, you know, did your fear diminish um, the more you would step into fear? And I have to say, no, it actually got a lot worse, significantly worse. Because if you think about it, what you're doing is when you step into fear, you're tackling like just the surface fears, right? Let's say it's just a fear of like, oh, I want to, you know, get up and sing. But as you keep doing it, what, what ends up coming up is all that stuff underneath the fear starts to get illuminated as well. So, you know, my deep, deep shame or my deep wounds that I just wasn't really ready to open up all got lifted to the surface because I kept consistently stepping into fear. So every time, I would say around day 20 
um, I was like petrified. Like my body would feel this, like I would start to shake and I was like, what is going on? It was just like, I had to start dealing with all of the dark stuff because it was coming up and I couldn't move forward if I didn't deal with it. You know, our fear is a gift that it brings with it you know, it's baggage, which is the unhealed wounds, the shame stories, the negative thought patterns, all of that stuff. And it's just really protecting us. So if you're able to look at the fear um, with curiosity and with compassion, I think then we can move forward and actually receive the gift of moving beyond the thing that we're afraid of. And then we become free. I mean, ultimately after this journey, I felt so much freedom, freedom to be myself, freedom to go out into the world and share who I truly am. Um, and I think, I mean, that's what we're here to do, right? Otherwise, what's the point? And on that note, I'm going to end this first episode and I'm so excited to continue to share the rest of this journey and all the insights that I learned. And stay tuned for next week's episode when I talk about what happened when I introduced myself to 50 strangers in Paris. I know, 50, five, zero, five, zero. Did I do it? Did I complete my mission? I don't know. You're going to have to listen to the next week's episode. I also want to add that I am now doing fearless coaching. So if you would like to do your own fearless journey, I would like to help you and assist you and guide you towards freedom, joy, and self-worth. So just go on my website and hit um, fearless lady coach and book your first free clarity call. And let's get you on the path towards becoming fearless. Bye. Oh, and also I'm going to end my podcast episodes with one of my original songs. Today I'm going to give you something that um, is a little bit of a throwback. It's called This I Know For Sure. Available on iTunes. Bye. I'm near you.
the sun. 